everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host, Dave Bell, 428-9494. That's the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, it is the resumption of busy time right now. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar this morning and it's like, yeah, I got a meeting today and there's one tomorrow. And then and out of the holidays and back to work. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a pleasant uh, couple of weeks of just kind of taking it easy taking and it easy a little bit. Yep. And it's going to end that voice here. Uh, Nick Nordgren, Teas, we're talking about Gila Valley pride. Uh, that is an event that'll be coming up this year. Looking forward to it. Went briefly to last year's, Unfortunately, my wife couldn't go because she was working. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I got to stop in for a little bit. All right, I I want to start our conversation today with something my wife has told me. I'm the problem, <laughs> and and she said that she goes, "I love you, but I have to tell you, you're the problem." Now we were discussing race. Okay. And for okay. those th- those that don't know, my wife is black. I'm white. Yes. Um. Uh, and I said, okay, because I, I never get upset at this sort of stuff. Uh-huh. I, I yep. enjoy dialogue. I said, why is that? She goes, because I don't see race. And, and I do. I acknowledge that there are black people and white people and brown people and yellow and red. And, and I get that. But I don't care. Because where I grew up, all that mattered was, were you cool? Mm-hmm. And cool was defined by however you were. I was a comic book guy. Do you like comics? You're cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. My, my one buddy loved working on cars. Do you like working on cars? You're cool. One guy played sports. You like to play sports? You're cool. That's all that mattered. Yeah. And, and we really didn't care past that. Uh, and she goes, but that's ignoring the issues Issue. mm-hmm. that are facing yeah. people of color, women, other minority groups Mm -hmm. and you can't look past that yes and this applies equally to lgbtq it does you know plus so i i am on the air saying i am definitely (laughs) the problem but i don't want to be oh there was one other thing i have to acknowledge I started as a comedic actor which (laughs) meant we make fun of yes everything Nothing was off the table. Nothing is off the table when you're a comedian. Exactly. And and we had, who is calling me? How dare you? Um, it's Royce telling you, honey, yeah, you're honey, not the problem. Too, you're not supposed to say this stuff on the air. It's private. Um, so it didn't matter that, you know, out of a group of five of us, two were gay yeah. and we're going to make fun of straights and we're going to make fun of gay. Yeah. And, and it just didn't matter because it was yeah. what makes people laugh. Yeah. Well, in in your familial atmosphere and, you know, friends become family, family, you can speak openly or joke openly about some of these things. You know, I, I, I'm not proud to say it, but, you know, as Chicanos and Latinos and Mexicans, we, we would often make fun of, you know, other Latinos and Mexicans and, and it happens. And I think if it's very flippant, and you're not aware of where this is actually coming from, then then you become the problem. Right. Uh, then you become the issue. And you know, I'm 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 of the thought with Royce in the sense that race 
you know, I can't remember the lady's name that, that talks about there's no race out there. There's a human. It's humans and that's it. Oh, there's well, no Nikki race. Haley, what their last one. <laughs> America's never been a racist country. Right. Pretty sure. What is that? Exactly. I, I could have sworn there was this whole slavery <laughs> thing that caused at least one war. Right, right. And and if you're if you're not paying attention to the facts of the you know, and the past two hundred years, or the facts that the fact that we're still racist because she can't use her real name, <laughs> right? Right. She's Indian. She, or I don't mm-hmm. know, is she Sikh or Punjabi? I forget. I'm which. not sure. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You're not using your real, real name. name. Yeah, and and you know, artists have done this throughout the years. You know, um, I does your net. I mean, there's there's been actors, artists throughout the years that changed their names so they they sound more American, more white, and. And so, oh yeah. Speaking of which, I did post on Facebook. I saw there was an old movie or old uh, TV show, and there was a character on there. And I said, I want to make that my new radio name, Cha Cha (laughs) O'Brien. I said, Who comes up with that character name? I want it now. Well, isn't there? What's the Mexican restaurant? Uh, Carlos O'Brien's. Yes, is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah. You know, get those Irish and Mexicans together. It's a drink fest for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) But you know, and I the conversation you had with Royce, I had a similar conversation with my husband who is white Mormon raised from Salt Lake. And it's not that they, that you're inherently racist or that you're inherently, it's the fact that you're not acknowledging the systemic racism that exists within the country, within society, you know, the whole Meghan Markle thing. I watched the the show on Netflix um, about Harry and Meghan, their story, whatever it was. But the amount of tabloid ugliness that came out of that just shows that, you know, it, racism isn't uniquely American. It's, you know, while we had problems with racism and we still do have problems with racism, racism isn't uniquely American. It is all over the world. And if we don't understand that it is part of the systemic, the system, and that people are denied things or they're treated differently, then it becomes, okay, now Dave, you're the problem because you're not, you're not seeing or realizing or understanding that there is an issue there and that there is something wrong there. So we, and this happens all the time to LGBTQ absolutely. individuals. We, we had a discussion. We were talking about um, people's reaction to young people basically saying, I'm not going to dedicate my life to a company. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to move around. They're going to maximize their dollars where they can. Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion. Good for you. If you, if you don't have a union, this is the best you could do is, yes. is jump around. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big supporter of unions to protect the workers. Yes. Um, I still want businesses to make money. I yeah. want the owner I mean, to be profitable. You know, there needs to be a profit there or else yeah. you know, there's no reason to be in business. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not anti-capitalist. I yeah. just want, I just want everybody to be compensated right. fairly. That's At all. At that point become a nonprofit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were talking about it and I made the comment, you know, I don't blame these kids because my mom is a single mom could have a house and a car that was one income now mm-hmm. and and before that it was a single income even in a two-parent household mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could have a car could have a house could go on vacation right. and i said and now kids can't do that with two incomes yeah you can't do yeah. that and i said you know that's an issue she goes that wasn't the way for everybody 
<laughs> and I was, was like, not. well, yeah, what? And she goes, no, not for everybody. And then I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, if you were Latino, mm-hmm. if you were black, if you were gay, you were not getting that yeah. mortgage. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you make. Well, and so many people don't understand, you know, what coming out of the closet meant for so many and, and for generations of gay people. 50s, 1920s, you know, we have photographic history of, of gay couples and we have photographic history of, of people who were in love and and homosexuality existed. But it was in the closet for a very good reason. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. for the same reason as, you know, black people are, were in neighborhoods together and they were most often secluded or separated redlined yeah yeah and so those things happen because of the system now however it started however it progressed not acknowledging that or not acknowledging that the system does do that to you know underserved underserved minority groups is kind of being flippant and being a little bit nonchalant. So and, hence and I am the problem. Arrogant about yeah. the issue. And, and so, yeah, she's, you know, she's, she's correct right. in that. And I, and years ago, years ago in college, I was in, um, visiting a friend in North Carolina and this conversation came up then too. Um, you know, most of the people I spend time with progressives, a lot of pot smokers, a lot of, you know, just, you know, just they're liberals and they're, the conversation was always, I don't see race. I don't, you know, I don't see that you're black. I don't see that you're Mexican. I see people. That's great for you individually. And that it's good that, that, you know, that you have that insight. However, (laughs) we as minorities, we as brown skin, dark skin, black skin, you know, even it, even other minorities, Asians do get discriminated against a lot, a lot, and it's quiet and discrimination. So, oh yeah, it's it you know it's subtle discrimination. Yeah, Jews and so, too. You know if if as the group in power, so to speak, or the authority in power doesn't see that or doesn't even understand that that's there. And that it's not just minority groups crying and, and, and going, we're not getting representation. We want us to do the table. No, it's systemic and people's lives, people's everyday lives are affected every day by this, by the systemic, you know, racism that's out there. Yeah. And, and again, equally applies to LGBTQ. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, heck, if anything, I, I think you're, uh, that group is on the forefront of being attacked right now, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, under the guise of anti-woke. Well, and you know, the, even within the gay community, even within the LGBT community, we struggle, especially older generational homosexuals. They struggle with the whole transgender. They struggle with understanding queer. They understand, they don't really understand a lot of, you know, the, the, Fluidity. The, labels, the, the fluidity, fluidity is the one that I hear most <laughs> older. Right, right. And then yeah. that whole pick, you know, pick a team, pick a team. Well, yeah. you know, I'm the team. It is me. And, you know, younger, as we open this up and as we, you know, become more open about sexuality and about gender and about um, these issues, you're going to find more fluidity. You're going to find people you know, they change and they adapt throughout life. And, and part of that change and adaptation sometimes is, is gender and sexuality. And 
And yes, they're getting a lot. I mean, just legislation that's being put out against transgendered in, individuals in general. Um, you know, there was uh, years ago, not years ago, but probably within the last decade, there was a lot of the bathroom talk right. within public education. You know, we can't, how can we allow kids that, you know, that are transgender to be in a bathroom? And, and it was all adults mucking up everything it, you know the the children themselves they didn't at that time it wasn't an issue you know if if little johnny was wearing a barrette one day so what they made fun of him because he was wearing a barrette they didn't make fun of him because they thought he was transgendered they had no there, there wasn't a, you know that wasn't the issue um and oftentimes i think that's what happens with a lot of these issues is that <clears throat> those of us that are in power, those of us that are in authority, those of us that are making decisions, we often place our, you know, our biases on the younger generation. And I think that's the same thing happening with, you know, the work ethic that the younger generation has now, you know, there's, there's the jumping around. There's, you know, my father worked at, you know, it used to be Phelps Dodge for 40 plus years. And that was the norm for his generation. But it protected him. It and, and that's an mm -hmm. important thing. He was in the union because Phelps Dodge was unionized at the time, mm -hmm. even was. though the strike right. ultimately wound up breaking the union. Mm -hmm. um, but that was the protection was you went to a company and you worked there yeah. for 40 years. Now the protection for young people is I got to jump around yeah. because yeah. I don't get a raise. Or yeah. if I do get a raise, it's not matching inflation. Yeah. Or if I stay and you hire somebody new, you have to hire more than you're paying me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the point of me staying then? Yeah. You know. And and minorities found a place in unions for that very reason is that they were able to, you know, group with like-minded individuals, like-minded labor. And so unions became a place for Chicanos, Latinos as well. Uh, and, you know, that was also culturally in the area if you worked at Phelps Dodge, you were in the union and, and it was, it protected the Latino group, the Chicano group, the Mexican group. And so, yes, the, this shift from, you know, having that protection of unions to it not being so prevalent. Um, and it's interesting to me how with corporations like Starbucks, corporations that are very much about their employees, don't necessarily want unions in their oh, house. Oh, the fact that the owner of Starbucks <laughs> ran as a Democrat for president, what, four years ago, and and has basically been union busting. Exactly. I'm like, exactly. holy cow. That just tells me this isn't Democrat or Republican. This is money. This, right. This is this is about his, um, you know, his capitalistic efforts, which, yeah. you know, we are a capitalist society, but we don't necessarily have to be a capitalist society without a heart or without a soul either. So. Yeah. I want you. <laughs> Jeff Bezos can be the richest man in the world. I just want the Amazon workers to be paid fair. Right. That's all. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Just fair. Well, you know, going back to labor too, you, you know, all the data shows, the research shows that that wages have not increased, right. you know, with the same effort that, um, you know, inflation has and, and costs and things like that. And, and it's, it's hard for an individual who is in the labor pool to see an out in that other than going, Oh, this guy's going to pay me a dollar more. Guess what? 
and and loyalty doesn't become you know that I'm loyal to you your brand and your organization I'm loyal to myself and this is how I need to survive in this world because that's the world we've been placed in at this point yeah you know I, I you know I don't know what the answer is but I can I can say that often times when you when you unionize or when you when you allow a group of people to bargain for themselves as a group just as Martin Luther King did for the black community for the civil rights movement and let's face it that's that's what LGBTQ issues are they're civil rights right. issues and you know he he did so much for the black community and yet there's still so much to be done cuz you know as as you've been told you're the problem yeah <laughs> and i i acknowledge that and it's something i'm working on i i think we all have to but we have to acknowledge that our experience isn't everyone's experience mm -hmm. then that's really what it comes down to is my experience is different from a, a person my age who grew up mm -hmm. in a two-person mm -hmm. household yeah uh we're both white yeah both from urban areas yeah but it's different yeah and then you add in well they're from a different race or a different religion or a different sexuality mm -hmm. it is a different experience yeah. Neither one is better or worse. Right. Yeah. Just different. And different. that's okay. Yeah. And you just have to acknowledge that. That's well, what I, as I'm learning. Right, right. I, I always thought I acknowledged it. I just didn't realize I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, and you know, the whole ridiculousness about you know, when you decry someone as being a snowflake, you know, because that's one of the things that we hear a lot and you know, when you're standing up for minority issues or you're standing up for um, tolerance and, and inclusion and equity and equality and all those things. And, and you hear these pinings in the background of, Oh, stop your whining, stop your crying. It's not, it's not as bad as you say it is. And indeed we've gotten better, but we've still got a long way to go. There's still, you know, like I said, systemic things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis and culturally we still have a long way to go you know culturally if you shift your mindset when a person of color walks in the room then you need to stop and ask yourself why, why is my mindset shifting or, or why am I changing my stance or why am I you know doing something differently because a person of color is either walked in the room or a person of color is in my presence. Um, and then it's the other way around too. It, you know, it's, if it's, if it's a group of individuals and they are all minorities and the minority in the room happens to be the majority, you know, are, are we opening ourselves up to allowing that person to grow and understand that they too are a minority and while their, you know, race or their skin makes them part of the majority, helping them understand how their majority status helps the minority status. And for those that are aware, I, I use this example and I don't have an answer to it. You're a woman, 40 year old woman, and you're walking along a street in Phoenix and you see coming towards you five 20-year-old black men. Do you cross the street? Do you go and in, duck into a store until they pass? Most people go, well, that's racist. 
All right, now it's five 20-year-old white guys. Do you cross the street? Do you duck into a store? If I'm a woman, I think I'm doing it for both <laughs> because I just don't know. And that doesn't yeah, mean those yeah. kids are, are evil. Correct. But I'm a six foot, five inch, 250 pound white guy. Right. Yeah. Am I going to cross the street? Mm-hmm. Am I going to duck in a store? Probably not. Right. And even you within know, our own. And that's not racism. That's, no, it's not. That, it, again, it, that's a different experience mm-hmm. for a young woman or for somebody who's trans. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, is that trans person going to duck in? Yeah, they really are. Well, and because we know that trans women are, they're victims of violence at such a higher rate than than any other woman. And, and they're, you know, even murder rates are higher with trans women. I think Native American women have the highest. And, and you're probably right. Yeah. I, I think, but, but trans is yeah, like it's right, right up there. there. Yeah. So, and, and again, both minority status. And I, I believe culturally this, and this is, this has happened. I don't know. In time or Mariam, I guess, but culturally it's been, I don't want to say okay, but it's been less bad to victimize a person of color or a minority than it is to victimize a person of the majority or a person who is, you know, in authority or in standing female or not. And so culturally speaking, as you know, black women, slave women would get victimized by their owners that seeps in, that seeps into the culture and, and, you know, as women, and this is, this goes without saying, and I think we don't say it enough as women, they are the original minority and the original subjugated class. They're, they're the original second hand citizen. Um, and they're, they're right in reacting in a way where five men walk in the room, I better put my defenses up because culturally and, you know, historically women have been victimized and they've been victimized within a racial class and they've been victimized in their own, their own, you know, subsect gender. So, you know, I, again, it is, it is exactly that, whether it be five black men or five white men, a woman's going to protect herself. Right. And and we're talking about all this because it really is what pride is about, which is, is. acknowledging everything that's out there and mm-hmm. saying it's everything's acceptable. Doesn't matter what color, mm-hmm. what race, yeah. what what sexuality, what gender, it's all good. Yeah. Well, and and I think that when you're when you're in a rural area, when you're in an area that isn't as diverse as the city, it tends to not allow for, for, you know, different, it tends not to allow for the diversity. And I don't think it's necessarily purposeful all the time. Um, sometimes it is purposeful, but I think that in a rural area, if we don't have groups like Gila Valley pride, uh, if we don't have groups that bring that inclusion in, uh, bring that diversity and that equity, that whole discussion of equality and tolerance that, you know, rural communities are doing themselves a disservice by not allowing or not, you know, being welcoming to the groups because, you know, we're, 
we're a pretty productive group. <laughs> Better together than apart. <laughs> right, exactly. 428-9494. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Nick Norgrinteus. We're talking about Gila Valley Pride right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm here with Nick Nordgrenteus. We're talking about Gila Valley Pride. Do we have dates and uh, location? So June 1st is the date. It's the first Saturday of June. And so it'll be kicking off Pride Month. We do not have, we are working on the application for City Hall Lawn. Uh, you know, still has to go for approval and all that and that stuff. So we don't have the location solidified as of yet. However, uh, if, if that doesn't go through or if we can't get the, you know, city hall on, then we'll migrate over to Devon's church, the Episcopal church, which is, has said for a couple of years now that, you know, they'll host anything that we have, uh, either yeah, way, big, big, uh, uh, banner up there, right? With mm-hmm. everyone welcome. Yes. Everyone welcome. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and then right now what we're currently looking for, we're working on our webpage. So we're looking to get that up so we can get people, uh, buying tickets and things like that. We're looking for vendors, businesses, nonprofits, corporations, anyone who's willing to take place or willing to take part in this diverse, inclusion, equity event, LGBTQ event, uh, to join us, uh, reach out to myself. Uh, I've got Cami Downing who's heading up the, the vendors and the nonprofits in that area, uh, food and beverage stuff. And then I've got entertainment, uh, Monica Smith, she's working on entertainment. So anybody out there that has a band is a soloist is a pianist, whatever kind of entertainment you, you have, if you're willing to take part and you're LGBTQ, that's just as good as if you're not LGBTQ, this is an inclusive event. We're not excluding anybody. Yeah. yeah you, you can, can be straight, be straight and come <laughs> to this event. <laughs> it is a family friendly event. Uh, it, during the daytime, nighttime, more adult entertainment. Uh, it's plan right now is to be the whole Saturday. Um, if, if we can get more and get it more robust, it, it may. So similar morph. to, Harvest Festival, Oktoberfest. Correct. correct. During the day, Harvest Festival, mm-hmm. everybody, kids, all that. Right. During the evening, Oktoberfest, more for adults. Yes, exactly. Not, not inappropriate, just... Right, correct. I, I hate when I hear, well, this is an adult movie. Well, that doesn't mean it's a dirty movie. It just means there are themes <laughs> the that... themes are adults. Yeah, that, are, that adults can understand and kids can't necessarily right, right. process. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yes, indeed, indeed. So, and... Uh, like I said, we're we're working on getting those uh, vendors, those businesses, corporations involved. If I'll, your I'll... corporation's about inclusion, diversity, equality, please reach out to us. You're killing me on June first, though. <laughs> I, I want to tell you that. You know, we we jumped I know around. June is Pride Month. It so is. I get it that. is. Yeah, and mostly, and I'll tell you the reason why. Every time we looked at a date, every time we looked at a time, every time we looked at what was best we ended up with someone else's event yeah. and and we're a small community and we're a community that does a lot you look at our event calendar for a year there's something going on 
pretty much all the time. And, and so it's hard when you're getting, you know, an event going and you're looking, okay, let's do this weekend. You know, we're at the point now where we're going to have, we, we have to partner with people. We're going to need to start partnering with people and, and doing things, you know, in conjunction. Um, you know, that's one of the things that we're looking at with boys and girls club. My, my day job, um, is doing things in conjunction with other events so that we can, you know, we can both benefit from, from those, you know, numbers of people coming in. But yes, that was, you know, that was the reason why we finally landed on that date is, you know, it's not, it's not quite too hot yet. And, you know, it is, it, it is a day night thing. So, you know, hopefully it's, it's bearable. <laughs> I, I can only speak from one experience. I've only gone to one pride event. I went to Bisbee last year. Mm-hmm. If, if, well, other than our pride event, which yeah. I stopped in, yeah. um, if it's half as welcoming to everyone as Bisbee, as Bisbee or yeah. as ours was last year, yeah. um, it's something everybody's going to want to take yeah. part in. It'll be a great time and it'll be, it'll be eye opening for a lot of individuals who, you know, just don't understand our community. There you go. Uh, Nick Nordgrenteis, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, you guys have a great day. Mm-hmm.